I've played a wide variety of role-playing games. The tabletop variety. I haven't played them all, but at a certain point it ceases to amaze me that someone else has put together shitty game mechanics and rules to simulate real life to some degree in some universe that never existed. So, let's talk about that. Dungeons and Dragons. The Jigax classic since 1974. Most of you youngins have no idea, but D&D started off with a red soft cover and about four options of what you could be other than a young or adult modern human. Somehow, every group I played in locally actually was full of role players instead of hack and slashers. Thanks, big brother. The original D&D rules book from 1974. I still have like 100 soft cover and hardcover books pertaining to D&D. Or did that get lost with Eagle? I have no fucking clue if it's in my possession, actually. I'll check someday. When I have my own bookshelf to load up. My mother has 3,000 novels of all kinds plus nonfiction books that we're going through. I told her to keep only the one she wants to read again since she's 70 and an amazing amount is ending up in the donation pile. Dungeons and Dragons. The classic. The first. And like most firsts, not done as well as it could because it was forging a new frontier, much like Star Wars or maybe even Star Trek, please don't lynch me, I'm just pointing out their trendsetters and often trendsetters leave something to be desired. Hey, I've even played both of these RPGs now that we're talking sci-fi. I didn't hate it. If you want some soulless list of all the tabletop RPGs there are, check the Wikipedia, here. I played Dungeons and Dragons for... I don't know. At least seven years straight before I got terribly bored. It was the same story, different day, pretty much. No game master had a terribly brilliant imagination. It was Soda Dungeon 2, essentially. Back to SD2. While I was playing it and watching the party rotate on me, I thought to myself, this is exactly what it's like being a GM you watch characters die and sometimes you even have a feeling about it, but usually, you don't because the player never made it a believable character to begin with. It's like everyone wants to begin as Superman but they forget even Superman has an origin story. I prefer making Superboy or Supergirl and leveling up in a believable manner because that's far more realistic than making a level 1 king of thieves. Anyway, everyone plays every race and class the same way in pretty much every D&D campaign I've ever been in. Yawn. Oh and before I forget, following this softcover book comes Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, with more ghetto-static choices of how to be part of an adventure campaign, and about 300 more books spanning more than 5 different iterations of the game trying to make it so realistic that you never ever grapple in reality because it's too tiring to think of the rules behind it. Rifts. I believe this is the second role-playing game I ever played and it has remained my favorite to this day. You can play cyberpunk easily enough with the rules of Rifts, you can play lots of different scenarios. The sky is the limit. Also, just in case you cannot extrapolate, the whole Palladium universe is compatible with itself, which spans Palladium, fantasy, to ninjas and super spies to Nightbane, the horror twist, to Beyond the Supernatural, a modern sci-fi fantasy kind of game, to mechanoids, I mean who doesn't want to pilot a fucking mech. They're fucking awesome, after all. To Heroes Unlimited. It covers pretty much anything you could ever want to do in a role-playing game. You don't have to try to mash up D&D or GURPS or whatever. I guess the only thing it doesn't explicitly cover, that I know of, is pirate sea life or airships. Although I assure you there are airships in Rifts itself and there are spaceships somewhere and that means, most likely, there's also a regular sailboat in Palladium. 
Mr. Simbita is very into modes of transportation, as you will find. Like many games, there are prejudices baked into the system. I kind of wish there weren't, but it would be harder to tell the story as the creator saw it. I mean, if you just accepted dimensional beings as a fact of life and befriended them somehow, then what would you do? Have peaceful storytelling, essentially, which is not the norm. Normally, the conflict is entity versus entity or entity versus environment. I prefer to change the game and make it entity versus self amongst other entities, but it's a difficult thing to accomplish when one has the wrong mindset present. Big eyes, small mouth or bism. Ah, the days of Dragon Ball Z being on television, followed by Sailor Moon on its heels. The staple of after-school activity in my childhood. My brother and his bestie would be present and we'd watch it together. They were there for the DBZ but they stayed for the Sailor Moon, as well. Both shows were beyond formulaic, focusing on external struggles and very shallowly scraping internal struggles one season at a time. The dumbing down of humanity begins here, might I add. I love anime, but these two animes left something to be desired. I grew up on Sci-Fi Channel's Saturday morning anime movies. Maybe it wasn't in the morning. Still, I remember watching Green Legend Ran, MD Geist 2, which I'll admit I didn't fully understand, Iria, Zerum the Animation, Dominion Tank Police, Ghost in the Shell, Akira, which I never appreciated because it's lame in first translation English but man it was a fan favorite of every angsty fucking boy I ever knew, Armitage the Third, Armitage the Third, Polymatrix, Demon City Shinjuku, Ninja Scroll, Project Aiko, Record of Lotus War, which I admit I might have bought rather than watching on the sci-fi channel, Vampire Hunter D, which I hated but also was a fan favorite of angsty boys everywhere. Am I mean calling y'all out on your angst? I don't think so. Accept responsibility for your reality, acknowledge your limitations, and then level up, fools. I will tell you that I was probably 12 or so when I watched all these cartoons from Japan, and Korea, you probably could know the difference these days, but back then nobody would know Vampire Hunter D is the Korean style of manhwa, the smoother, rounder, more beautiful art style is from Japan but the longer and pointier faces are Korean. The Koreans aren't as focused on making things pretty. That seems to be the biggest difference I can find, truth be told. So now that you understand what big eyes, small mouth is based on, you will now understand when I tell you that it's very difficult to create a cohesive story with a game bent on being able to make any character from any anime, ever. It didn't have enough focus to hold my gaming group's interest and we quickly abandoned it since there were no fangirls slash fanboys. I wouldn't mind making up a Pokemon-esque setting and throwing people through the Pokemon experience, but I do believe there is now an actual RPG published to that end, so this might not be the way to go. A note on anime before we move on, episodic series with more than two seasons are a waste of time. It's all filler to try to keep your attention while someone tries to figure out a story with all that cool shit they made up. It's exactly like an immature dungeon master and hack and slasher group and you could just as easily be the protagonist yourself in your own role-playing group. Bonuses to role-playing you do not get from watching mindless anime, a group of people who grow to understand the depths of your being as you're endlessly killed again and again by the game master and in the situations you try to live through, an excuse to cast magic missile at the darkness and cry about where's the mountain dew, making memories and leveling up your real self. The more situations you put yourself through, the better. It encourages you to think through to a solution that does not include combat as combat is nasty and against the law in the real TM. 
It encourages you to become a person who has made life or death decisions for an entire group and, on the other side, you learn what's bad for the greater good. Once you're equipped with that knowledge, you can then use it in real life to gain your own followers, too real? Too soon? And your own true believers. You can create your own reality with enough ingenuity and enough roleplay, even if you have a crappy group that loves to hack and slash. Because all you have to do is refuse to copy them and suddenly the game is a whole lot different. Just like the time I played a healer that healed the NPCs hurt by the hack and slashers in our group. I never healed those psycho killers, just the people they hurt. P.S. Eventually that GM let on he was trying to kill me because I was literally a Dungeons and Dragons healer class and eventually I got a celestial unicorn and we couldn't have that, could we? P.P.S. I was actually playing the healer class because I was using an anime character as my baseline for my player character. I didn't care about the unicorn. Beyond the Supernatural From the Wikipedia A versatile horror-themed game, it lends itself well to wildly different play styles and narrative tones, from schlock splatter horror to intense psychological horror, with an entire spectrum of terror, humor or action, etc., in between. Beyond the Supernatural is implicitly set in the modern day, wherein magic and psychic powers are real and monsters and demonic cults exist, but out of the public eye. This, however, is not set in stone, and most of the character classes are flexible enough to account for variant settings or time periods. All I remember is my brother playing a Hispanic man with a lime green and hot pink Mack truck. A picture of a Mack truck, which is a type of semi or 18-wheeled vehicle, used for transportation of cargo. He based his choices off observations of the local Hispanic population, mostly immigrants from Puerto Rico, I can't tell you what I played or anyone else, but I do recall that one thing. Basically, this is rifts with a different setting entirely, so the classes and races and the like are a bit different. You're more likely to have a 100% human party. Robotech I was wrong, we played Robotech for that 18-month-long campaign that I love so dearly. Maybe that's why I never finished trying to create something from it. Something about copyright infringement and the like. So anyway. You've seen the show, right? Right? An image depicting human height versus centrady height. Of course you haven't watched Robotech. It's in dire need of a remaster to take out all the hand-drawn inconsistencies that you young whippersnappers use as an excuse to ignore sheer mastery. So to recap, you have human beings versus centrady which are 50-foot-tall blue human beings, essentially. And there are mecha. Champions and slash or heroes unlimited. I seem to recall mashing these two together, beyond all recognition. Still, be a super being. Wool. And nobody was ever Wolverine back then. But if you play any superhero game now, that's all anybody wants to be. As someone who has been forced to live through a mile-wide suicidal streak, you are really doing Wolvie a disservice. No, no. Fuck you for being unoriginal, asshole. The whole point is to use your imagination, not borrow Stan Lee's. Changeling, the dreaming. Did I say Rifts is my favorite? I think we have a tie. I don't know what to tell you. I guess we should start by talking about White Wolf in general. White Wolf is the publisher of many books that are made for a genre of roleplay that fits together like a weirdo puzzle. There are vampires, werewolves, mummies, changelings, or fairies for the rest of us, ghouls, mages, and so on. This is a modern-style role-playing game with the idea that all these elements are real but hidden, like the Illuminati. 
There are hundreds of books to add depth to the world and there are two versions of the game, pre-apocalypse and post-apocalypse. I prefer pre-apocalypse myself. Changeling, the dreaming is just that. If you want to play fairies post-apocalypse, the rules change dramatically and I find it unfun for my personal preferences. I'm sure tons of people who never played pre-apocalyptic World of Darkness find the post-apocalyptic version great. However, everyone I role-played with back in the day is a die-hard WOD fan. Anyway, in Changeling, you play. You guess it. Fairies. I don't mean just the little twats with wings, either. There are trolls, boggins, eschews, pukas, and more. You can see the whole list on Wikipedia, right here. It'll open a new tab, by the way. You manage a system based on defeating banality or common reality and basal normality. These points are called Glamour. Which I love. Someone likened my apartment to a freehold once, which doth pleaseth me greatly. My favorite is probably the puka. They lie, but it's so exaggerated that you know it's a lie. They also talk sideways. Which if you know me, you know I do this all the time. Vampire, the masquerade. Since we're on the World of Darkness topic, this was also a staple in my mid to late teens. However, I grew a distaste for it when my Malkavian player character was going through a manic phase and started destroying property with a death wish on her mind. I was a guest to the game that day, playing a character as a favor for my younger brother. He told the group he liked my Malkavians. Afterward, this asshole with a misspelled name, Aaron, tells me that my Malkavian is shit and the only true way to play an actually crazy character is to have a real-life problem, like paranoia. I grew up with a father I diagnosed as paranoid schizophrenic. I'm quite familiar with insanity, thank you very much. He informed me that all Malks are played the way I played my Malk. I quit. I never played vampire or werewolf ever again. The same guy is also why I quit D&D gaming with that group entirely. Thankfully, he was never part of the most epic fucking campaign ever, even though that campaign had 20 players on and off. Mega Traveler I enjoyed it but is it really that different from anything else I played? Ultimately, no. D20 Not really a fan because it's just generic D&D even the modern version really isn't innovative, sadly. Also, the quality of the Game Master matters and that probably tainted my experience. Exalted like all White Wolf systems, Exalted has a rich history and storyline that I liked. The campaign I was part of was very engaging. It ended prematurely due to political bullshit within the party. The Game Master took serious objection to the players passing notes and ruined the game for all. Shadowrun. Never. Again. Star Trek. A very enjoyable experience, but I've forgotten most of it now. My apologies. Equipped with a storyteller that knows the genre, it's much more enjoyable than watching it, which I've come around to in my later years. Star Wars I convinced the party to sit around planning the rescue of whatever it was we were rescuing, Wookiees, I think, and we one-shot the campaign from over-planning. I remember nothing else.